0: We've given you the best, now it's time for the rest. My personal bottom five.
1: everybody, hello and welcome back to Press B to Cancel. My name is Guy Prime from The Retro Therapy and I am here today with my good friend, none other than Sick Jake.
0: Uh, Great to be here. I'm actually really looking forward to this week's episode.
1: Ah, good. Me too. I have to say, before we start, and this will segue into the topic for the day, I have thoroughly enjoyed your, um, your episodes you've been putting out where you've talked to all the guys from Presby about their top five favorite games. I thought you've done fantastic. You're captivating. You know the right questions to ask. And you're, you're fantastic. So we're doing the bottom five today. <laughs> so I hope you're ready for that.
0: Well, I, I feel it's only fair because I had to restrain myself doing the top five with all you guys. And I tried very hard not to dump over <laughs> certain games that were selected that I happen to
1: not like. So if You like, like this uh, is... Mega Man 4? I mean, it's Airways' favorite <laughs> 80s game, GP. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. I think that's part of the reason I found you doing the top five list so captivating. Because you're always the first to call out a game for dumpster fireness. I don't know how you would say that. For, for not being a great game. So to hear you actively wanting to find out what people like. And then like you said, not shitting on those games was wild fun. Uh, And I think that's why I'm so excited to be doing the bottom five, because I typically am like, I don't want to say glass half full kind of guy, but typically I try to to praise things before I let reality set in. Um,
0: Yeah, you're definitely one of the more optimistic people I've met, for sure, which is a tremendously great quality.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, but I think it's going to be fun, and hopefully uh, at least half is entertaining as listening to you uh, interview everybody for their top five. So without further ado, let's get it going. All right. And then we'll insert the music here. I'm not going to do it, out of respect to you.
0: Yeah, you guys have been saying that. And then halfway through the episode, you whip out your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you mentioned you're going to edit this episode. So knowing you, you'll just slide it in and post.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you guys should not give me that kind of power. <laughs> that's okay. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, so let's let's start off at the top of the bottom. What is your number five pick for shittiest game of all time?
0: Okay, so I couldn't, I couldn't do that because, and I'll tell you why, I didn't want to spend an hour bashing games that everybody knows are absolutely dog shit and terrible, right? If I wanted to, yeah. I would just pick Donkey Kong Country and we could spend an hour on it. So I didn't <laughs> want to do that because that wouldn't be Starting fair.
1: off with The Shade, <laughs> wow. No,
0: but I mean, there's so many bad games out there. Right. And it just they're forgettable. Uh, so I kind of focus on the games that are bad or maybe maybe more accurately say games that I really want to like or I was looking forward to, but are supremely disappointing when they came out enough where it's like they've they've earned that bottom mark on my list of games I don't like. And I'm very a little bit salty that I don't like them. Um, so okay. that's kind of the angle I took. Otherwise, it'd be, be games that are. Like E.T. on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, we all know that game is bad. They filled a landfill right. full of those games, so I'm not here to bash on those. Uh, that's okay. like shooting fish in a barrel, right? Beating that dead horse. And as much as I know, we love beating those dead jokes here at Trust Presby to cancel. <laughs> I didn't want to do it for the, this list, so so okay. some of these some of these on my list are are okay games, but from my perspective, they're incredibly disappointing, and that's why they're on my bad list. So I'm going to start okay. with. So on my top five, I had uh, Deus Ex, the original Deus Ex for PC, which is an awesome game. So people, I'm not gonna rehash it. I love that game. So then let's come to, Let's come back to. I'm tired. It's a holiday in Canada today, and I'm I'm wiped. I've been outside all day. Um, fast forward 2011. Okay, uh, they were bringing out a not a remake, but a sequel to Deus Ex. So we're talking like. What two decades later, Deus Ex Human Revolution. I don't know. If, have you ever played this game, GP?
1: I'm familiar with the franchise, or at least the first game. I remember when that came out for PC. Um, I want to say that was like big when the Sony Vio first came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why those two things are hand in hand for me. But I'm not familiar with the sequel. Tell me about that.
0: Right. So incredibly... Awesome game, hyped to high hell, right? The main character Adam Jensen, totally cool, right? He has cybernetic sunglasses that come out on on command. He's got these wild uh, blades that flip out of his forearms. So he can leap from tall buildings. Like they made him an absolute cybernetic badass, right? They cool. took the cyber the cyber you know conspiracy theories of the first game, and they kind of just went with that a little bit further with the new protagonist. And it's in a it's a uh, oh it's a prequel technically. Okay. It. It's a good game. I like it a lot. I love the theme. I love the setting. I love the story. I love the voice acting. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the name of the Adam Jensen's voice actor. I think it's Elias Toksu or Tofuzu. I can't remember. But he's iconic. And I've only seen him pop up in a few other TV shows. And his voice is very distinctive. And I'm like, I know that guy. Um, So I love Deus Ex, Hune Revolution. But as number five on my bottom five list... Because it does the same thing that Mass Effect 3 did, where it's a fantastic journey and theme and setting and everything. But when you get to the ending, it's basically there's multiple endings, but it's just basically in the last five seconds you make the choice of which ending you want by hitting a button, that type of thing. So Mass Mm -hmm. Effect 3 did it, but it was more disappointing for me and and, and Human Revolution when they did it. Because it just felt like anticlimactic, I guess, as an ending to the game. Like I'm trying to remember how how anticlimactic I can't even remember what the ending is to Human Revolution. This is why it frustrates me and why I don't like it, because it's such a there's so many awesome moments when Adam Jensen speaks with his boss right, and he has this almost father like figure with his boss relationship right. The the detail on the textures and the cybernetic implants, the conversations you see of people in the streets right. Like there's so many moments or you you remember from hearing um, like from NBC's talking about uh, why they're getting like one one couple's getting divorced. Or separated, right? And because mm-hmm. you're telling me you don't like the f- the feel of my hands, but I got cybernetic hands because of you. You we said we would do this together, right? Like, there's a lot of like interesting backstory and lore and dialogue bits in this game that just set this world so perfectly. But then the last five minutes of the game, it's kind of like push a button, get an ending, and it was very disappointing. Gotcha. So, so that's why it's in my bottom five. Otherwise, fantastic game, but I was so supremely disappointed enough that. When the game got a sequel, um, I think it's No Man Divided, zero interest okay. for me. I didn't want to touch it. I was just so kind of like deflated. Not angry, sure. but just deflated and done with the game. And it's it's a shame because I really do like Human Revolution a lot.
1: That's interesting. So forgive me for this. I didn't plan on this happening, but the Therapizer is coming out. Um, just to recap, you're... you're Fifth worst game of all time. Actually a pretty good game. I'm understanding that correctly? <laughs> yeah, A fun journey?
0: It's a fun journey. Fantastic journey. But then they yeah. just kind of shit the bed in the last, like, half hour.
1: So, last half hour, including the ending, horrible. However, you don't remember the ending. <laughs>
0: no, I don't. I, I've
1: blocked these memories from my mind. I'm actually looking it up, because now I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. I... I like to try to summarize people's opinions in my own head uh, because my ego (laughs) (laughs) likes to have bite-sized things. So, great game, horrible ending, but we're not sure why.
0: Hold on, I'm just checking here. (laughs) Yeah, so you had four possible ending choices.
1: Decided by what button you push
0: depending on whether the player employed pacifist means, took violent action, or a mix of both methods neutral. No, that's not true. There's like a button right at the goddamn end. Oh, there's a possible 12 endings, depending on, on how you played the game. Right, okay, so like... Better. Yeah, okay, I'm just skimming it. Because <laughs> I had to look. But I guess the oh. idea was, there's some kind of... Um, something to do with the cybernetic implants, mm-hmm. and, pe- and people who have augments going violent... And you find the truth of what happened and how they went violent and you can either blame extremists you can uh cover up the illuminati's involvement or you can kind of just reveal the truth to the people so that's kind of like the the three different ways you can end the story and on paper it sounds interesting but from what i remember yeah it's right at the ending you have a choice of, of one of those three options and that is it and it's just kind of like you get a few few dialogue choice selections and that's it it's very anticlimactic so, yeah, you're right. I don't like the ending. I actually fucking hate the ending. Now, I'm getting pissed off now reading the okay. wiki. <laughs> and reading what the monologue is. It was literally monologues <laughs> where Jensen reads off Einstein quotes, <laughs> uh, depending on which uh, one you get. All right, this is pissing me off now.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Then we're going we're gonna to wrap up four or five, and we're going to move on to four. I want to say something real quick as you're talking about Einstein quotes because this comes up fairly often. People attribute the quote um, imagination is more important than knowledge. Right. And they attribute that to Einstein, right? Having looked that up a number of years ago, Einstein, it's never really been confirmed that he said that. Like, thats it, it's potentially a misattributed quote. He might have said it, but we don't factually know for certain, which upset me until I realized it's more important to have imagined that quote than to know who said it and thusly that proves that quote correct does that make sense
0: i kind of follow yeah
1: yeah if imagination is more important than knowledge then you don't really have to know for certain who said it but the fact that you can imagine who said it is more important
0: as long as the the wisdom of truth to the quote rings true who cares who said it
1: that's that's yes yeah. well i mean it depends Con- contextually you know, we'll get to that in another very in-depth discussion uh, about the condition of, of human existence, but not today. Uh, let's move on to your top, well, I guess your number four uh, shittiest game of all time.
0: Okay, so this is one I'm more prepared for. Uh, this is another game that came out in 2016. It's actually funny, kind of going through this list. There is retro on this list, but I guess as it, sure. as I've gotten older... Uh, I got a real grudge (laughs) with, I guess, modern games not being what I want them to be. I guess that's the old man in me. But this game is from 2016. Uh, So this one is, I'm going to say, it's No Man's Sky, right? Which I don't know if you play this one, GP. But it was, it's an indie developer, right? Very small team. I want to say less than five people, right? But they had a lot of promise in creating this basically universal sandbox, like they'll tell you in the early marketing and in, in the lead up to PAR, it was like, oh, there's billions of stars and you can visit all of them, uh, kind of, right? And there's you know <laughs> kind of. thousands and billions and trillions of planets of of all shapes and sizes, kind of. It's all procedurally generated, right? Like I mm-hmm. I love games that use procedural generation to take you know just a few rules and just create just wild variety and depth with just an algorithm, I love it, and there's a lot of promise with this uh, game doing that. Right, uh, every planet you come across has you know unique colors for the train and the sky and the water, or at least on paper. In practice, water is mostly blue. You know, once in a while you find a planet with red water. Big whoop, right? Um, the advertising for this game was like, oh, there'll be like gigantic creatures and and incredible depth and randomness, and you'll never know what alien life you'll find on planets. Yes, but Nine times out of 10, it's the same kind of fungus you're finding on every planet, right? Hmm. And there's really only practically like a handful of biomes, at least at launch. So a lot of, a lot of the, the marketing spin in the beginning of the campaign, they said things like, they would never kept flat out say there's multiplayer, but everybody's kind of online when you access this game. And they would never allude to it. They just kind of said, well, what if you, you know, manage to meet somebody on the same planet, in the same galaxy as you, can you do that? And they're like, oh the universe is vast and infinite what are the odds you'd be on the same planet as somebody you know but can you meet them if you did and they always alluded to with a hint of yes if you somehow you know broke the mold and found somebody in this vast universe two players would see each other that was technically never true they lied right and there's a lot of I guess reasons why people wonder about half the features they mentioned in, in the lead up to this game coming out that never came out um, you know multiplayer meeting other players none of it was there Yes, it was technically an online game and you shared some experiences, but you never saw their players. You know, things like mm. saying that you can fly your ship from one solar system to another manually, but it's not practical because it's space. And it doesn't make sense. You'd want to use, you know, light speed drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But can you do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can totally manually go between slow systems. Well, no, you can't. When the game came out, a lot of the stuff they said would be in the game is not there. Right, there's no gigantic creatures, none. There's no, uh, you know, giant monoliths and sand worms and stuff that was in the in the PR screenshots. Not in the game. Radio chatter, you know, pirates. Not in the game. Right. They said, you know, it's a game. You can do anything. You can be a space pirate. Well, no, no, you can't. Right. There's a lot of promises to this game leading up that were not true, and it was frustrating because it's an indie developer, five people. I don't expect the moon from an indie developer. I'm always surprised when a game is really good. But the, the couple guys at, at Hello Games, whenever they were asked something about their game, they never said no. <laughs> it was always yes, or positively teasing that it was possible. And that was a problem when people brought all these things up, and they were not in the game. So the reason it's not on, on my list is because when this game came out, I was overly hyped for it. Everybody was. Everybody was too hyped. This is the game where I think they destroyed the pre-order culture <laughs> of gamers, right? The idea that you pre-order a game for whatever reason to kind of support a developer. That was a big thing for a lot of PC gamers, myself included. I would pre-order games all the time for whatever stupid bonus I got with it. I've since stopped, and it was all because of No Man's Sky. Oh, wow! Because when I actually got the final product of the game and paid the full price for it, I was supremely disappointed in all the stuff that was missing from the game. And it was a very shallow game. It was, it was interesting as an experiment, and there was some fun stuff. The Flying with a ship initially was really fun. But you could visit a thousand planets and they all felt too similar. There's only a little bit of variation. It was it was not it was not the huge sandbox with the wide variety of stuff in it I thought it would be. But it's number four on my list, and it's not higher. And that's because over the last what six years, Hello Games has done nothing but put out quality updates like every few months. Um transformative, amazing updates that have covered maybe not everything they promised. There's a lot of stuff on here that was never promised and is there now, like um, base building. You can now build bases, right? And I'm not talking like, you know, a campsite. I've built full-on skyscrapers (laughs) on planets in No Man's Sky. And it was only possible recently with the recent updates, right? There's a whole underwater stuff now, there's vehicles, there's mechs you can build. There's a, a whole space station where there's now a multiplayer, actual multiplayer. You can group up players. You can see each other now. That's in the game now. They have, um, they, they recently added um, derelict freighters. You get a message, a uh, location in the university, fly to it, and there's a derelict freighter. You dock with it. You exit the, the freighter. And it's like this Aliens haunted vibe with with egg things, and it's a really spooky atmosphere. It's really cool as fuck. Never there at the beginning of the game when it came out, but it's there now, and it's awesome. They've done so much to take a mediocre game to making it a truly a AAA title. Like it's amazing how much of difference mass, uh, <laughs> mass Effect they wish No Man's Sky has changed, and I absolutely love the game now. I would recommend No Man's Sky to anybody now, but two years ago I would have said, "Yeah, pass." But they've done such good work on it right now.
1: Okay, I gotta say I'm intrigued by your list so far. At least the logic behind the two entries. Great game with horrible ending. And then horrible game that became, I don't want to say great, but at least good. Oh, it's great so, now. So far, okay, I would totally so say it it's great. totally a great game now.
0: But it definitely right. was not when it came out.
1: Okay. I, I, I dig it. I like the way that you're doing this. This is fantastic. Um, so, waste of time. Initially, broken promises. But now, okay. It's worth fantastic. Worth the investment, worth the time. And you know what? What's, okay.
0: what's actually really great is um, I am a fan of VR stuff. Although, I haven't done much of it lately. But the problem with VR is there's a real lack of actual quality games for VR. It's mostly tiny experiences, right? Like toys. Sure. And every time there's been a game that's tried to like target the VR audience, it's usually done pretty bad. Mm. But No Man's Sky added VR support. There's always one of those things where I would love, It's like Skyrim. I'd love to see Skyrim in VR. But when we actually yeah. got it, it just makes you sick. Gotcha. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Right? But when it comes to no man's sky the vr support is done actually really well and i actually love playing this game in vr and one of the worst things a vr game can do is you have the vr helmet on but you're forced to use a, like a, an xbox controller to move around and navigate it's just kind yeah. of very it's not immersive but no man's sky takes the two controllers you have in vr right whether you're on oculus or vive you have the two ones and when you're piloting your ship it sounds like a gimmick but you're actually making the motions to grip a throttle and the stick, and you actually move your hands with the controllers in one for one to move the ship around. Oh, wow. It sounds gimmicky, but it actually works, surprisingly, oh. right? Because the, the, the controls in No Man's Sky are not difficult. Like, the flying is fairly basic, but something about just having that basic controls, but it's easy to translate to motion controls, it feels really nice, and it's a blast to play in VR. And it does not make me motion sick, like a lot of games do.
1: It's... That's awesome. I, I'm just now starting to understand and get into VR gaming. Uh, we'd got an Oculus for like exercise purposes, but I've started yep. dipping my toes in these other experiences. And uh, knowing that that's on there, I'm probably going to have to download that. Yeah, no Man's that's, Sky is sounds awesome.
0: fantastic with VR. And just, and again, like f- four years ago, none of this was there. Nothing at all, right? A lot of the interactions you have with the NPCs and the aliens and stuff was so shallow and just frivolous when it first came out now there's a bit more to it there's now story they added a short quest line it's still a sandbox but there's now plot behind some of it it's a absolutely transformative it went from being like a game that was so supremely disappointing it destroyed the concept of pre-ordering for me (laughs) that's how bad it was (laughs) to being like one of my favorite games on pc
1: that's wonderful that's great Uh, i i just i'm in my head now i'm like shit did because i've got my top or bottom five that i'm working on and i have no positive things to say and i'm starting to wonder if maybe (laughs) i i misunderstood the assignment because so far the first two of your bottom five are games that now i kind of want to (laughs) play okay but like unironically so uh okay so what's number three let's move on what's uh what's next for you With the bottom five.
0: So this one, I actually can't stand. (laughs) So let me bring bring it back.
1: (laughs) Yes, give me your hatred. This is what I want. This is what I'm here for. There's nothing good about this game at all. Nothing. No redeeming qualities.
0: No, none. Truly, there's none. And actually, this is one I... I mean, this game is not new. This came out in 1993. So it was a late late entry to the NES. Actually, 93 is a very late NES game. So let me start by saying that I love Tedris. I love it, from the original on the Game Boy, Yellow and Spinach, that's how I played it for hours, destroyed many batteries, to I even like Tetris Sphere, right, on the N64, <laughs> even though that was qualitatively a bad game, but I liked it, or sure. uh, Battle Tetris, that was for the Japanese uh, Famicom, uh, Super Famicom, that's a fantastic game, to even more recently with um, Tetris 99, which is a classic online Battle Royale-style Tetris. I love it. Tetris Effect came out a couple years ago, Beautiful, amazing soundtrack tied to the movement of your pieces. It's great. I love Tetris. So like I was messing around the mister last week. Just playing random games as you do. And I saw Tetris 2 for the NES. I kind of played a lot of the first Tetris on the NES and I was getting kind of tired of it. So I figured, you know what? Let me look at Tetris 2. Let's see what they've changed. I love Tetris. It can't be that bad. So I booted up Tetris 2. Have you played this one?
1: No, I, I have it, and I remember, I think I paid $3 for it when I found it at a, a local gaming or a thrift store kind of thing. You overpaid and for it. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. I remember people saying, yeah, it's it's that might be a bit much for it. But okay, so tell me about that. Tetris 2.
0: So the, the problem with with this game is, and you know, I'm just reading the wiki here. Apparently it's called Tetris Flash in Japanese. I wonder if they try positioning as oh. a different style of game over there. Is it, the idea of Tetris is you have the line pieces, you have the L blocks, you have, you have the very iconic, you know, five or six shapes of Tetris blocks, tetramonominos, Tetrimon- mm-hmm. or tri- tetramonominos? Yeah, tetramonominos. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. So that's what I was expecting to see. Instead, it's like a Y-shaped piece, an angly-shaped piece, like it's non-standard pieces that are starting to fall down the screen. I'm like, all right, well, let me try to make lines. Not doing anything. They take they took Tetris, threw out the window, set it on fire, and it made something completely different. It's a new puzzle game, and Tetris 2 is kind of like um, it's like Poyo Poyo. I don't know if you remember Poyo Poyo, or you you must have I played did. um Puzzle Fighter at some point in your yeah. arcades. So in that kind of game, you're you're building something and then you're breaking it, and this is similar. So there's the special colored bomb pieces or or dot pieces that are already at the bottom of the well. And I guess the idea is you want to get a matching of four colors together, touching one of those dot pieces. And when you do that, you finish the stage. There's not really much in the way of tutorial (laughs) in a Tetris game. And I didn't read the manual. Maybe that's my fault. But when I boot up something called Tetris, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. I'm making lines. I'm thinking like getting four lines deep with a line piece and calling it a Tetris. There's none of that in this game. It's a totally different puzzle game. And I, I can't stand it. It reminds me of like... Columns or something or poyo poyo, yeah. which is nothing. Something I don't like. Like I, I don't say I'm a fan of puzzle games because there's, there's a lot. I just I just can't stand. I just can't wrap my brain around them. I guess, and that's maybe that's my fault. But Tetris is one I always loved. I love Tetris, but whatever this game is, they never should have called it Tetris too. It's nothing like the classic game.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I get you. um Especially if, if there's a series that you love dearly, for there to be a sequel or even just any entry into it where they tried to reinvent the wheel, like that wheel was dope. Don't change that wheel. Yeah, don't and, don't yeah. break
0: it. Like, see now I, yeah, I'm gonna have I to play quote. Tetris two. Yeah. Game Players magazine reviewed it, the NES released in ninety four and called Tetris two a disappointing attempt for puzzle fans who have patiently waited for the sequel.
1: <laughs> didn't didn't Einstein say that? Yeah, totally. That's yeah, notable Tetris fan so. Einstein. <laughs> so I I guess I didn't realize Tetris two came out at the very end of the the NES. You would have thought it I mean, it took him that long to come up with a shittier version of the original.
0: Well, seriously, when did the original Tetris come out? That was that was early, right?
1: It yeah, it had to be like maybe eighty five, eighty
0: six. Wow, that's that's a long stretch. No one yeah, the quote is accurate. Definitely patient gamers waiting for Tetris 2. And this is what we got.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look that up cuz actually I when I said that 8586, that's just a guess. I'm really uncertain, but
0: well, and I now got to know.
1: Yeah, now we now we must.
0: Cuz there's two versions of Tetris on the the Nintendo. One was uh Tengen's. It was unlicensed, right?
1: Right. And then there's the official gray cart, yeah.
0: Oh wow. The official version Tetris, 89, actually.
1: 89, okay. Well, you know, still a number of years later. But I don't know. Tetris to me is, when you hear the name, you should be able to understand, like, this is what I'm getting. This is what Tetris is. Right. And, I mean, yes, you're right with, like, Tetrisphere and things like that. There's a couple different offshoots. But to completely change it, why would you do that? Yeah, but that's... I like that. See, that's that's more along the lines of the sick Jake I was expecting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the bottom the bottom ones, you know, they can't all be bad. I had to have some hope for yeah. them. But no, Tetris Two was was hot trash. It's it's yeah. a game that I'll never play it again. <laughs> like it's just it's up there with Doctor Mario. I hate Doctor Mario for the same idea. I just don't like it at all.
1: See, I like Doctor Mario actually.
0: Really, I I can't man. I spe- like the first few levels, okay, kind of. But once you get in the higher levels and the thing is full of viruses and there's just no room to maneuver and it never gives you the color you want, I just I just find it supremely frustrating.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, Whenever I get um, anxiety-ridden to where I'm having a hard time focusing on things that need my attention, I, my, my de-stressing go-to are games like this. So like Tetris, if I need to chill my mind out um, and And calm myself, I will sit down and play a round of Tetris, or like Dr. Mario, and I find with Tetris, what happens is I have to focus and pay attention to the game and organize that with like what I would call the sides of my brain I 'm sure this is not at all scientifically accurate, but that 's how it feels. <laughs> like the sides of my brain are focused on what I 'm doing, trying to clear out these puzzle pieces, but then like the front part of my brain is working on the things that are making me anxious. And so I can work through my anxiety while doing side brain stuff. And I've always appreciated for that. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to try Tetris 2. This is the first one on your list that I don't care to try. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you're probably better off. But especially like uh, the, for the Super Nintendo, I, I know it didn't come over in North America, but um, Battle Tetris or Tetris uh, Gaiden, I think it is. it is, it's something... Very Japanese, but anyway, Tetris on the Super Nintendo, uh, Super Famicom is a fantastic Tetris game for the SNES. And but remember, it's still in English, even though it's a Japanese title. I don't think I played a translated version, but anyway, it's fantastic. It's Tetris, classic Tetris, but they added some um, characters, and the characters each have like a different power that you can activate. But still built on a Tetris foundation, and that's why I love it. It's a lot better, and that that came out uh, fairly early. I believe in the uh, SNES library.
1: Okay. Now, you had mentioned earlier, like, VR gaming. Is there a solid Tetris entry for VR? Like the th- I- There I- is.
0: Uh, I have not played it in VR, but Tetris yeah. Effect, I believe, has... I believe, yeah, that has VR support. But okay. it's not... I mean, you're not doing it from the perspective of, of a Tetris block. That would probably make <laughs> right, you sick. Right, right, Sure. But yeah, so Tetris <laughs> Effect was great because of the uh, the soundtrack and the and the graphics are just just awe inspiring. And there's a lot of different themes, and it's very zen like. So when you're playing it in VR, from what I've seen, it's just kind of like you're floating in space, watching the Tetris field, and you kind of move over the blocks, and it's really, really meditative. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so number two on your bottom five list.
0: Uh, number two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> super super retro game from 2020, uh, <laughs> The Avengers.
1: Oh, yes. Give me all the one? hate for this one. I have watched people try to play it. I I okay. My thinking was I like the the movies and stuff like that. And I like the comic books. I don't know if I'll like this especially after what happened with some of the DC games cuz I'm a big DC fan. So yeah. I watched somebody try it and I'm like, "No. This is no." But so let me hear you. This is your thing. Tell me about it. So
0: this is so I have said earlier, you know, uh, No Man's Sky put me off of the whole pre-order idea of of gaming, which I think is a healthy consumer way to go about things. Don't pre-order. It's not worth it. And I didn't pre-order Avengers. Uh, (laughs) I didn't pre-order it, but the day it came out, I watched a little bit of gameplay, and the story looked really great. The the story campaign looked really fun. Uh, You're following Kamala Khan, who's a very awesome take on on Miss Marvel. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've seen some of her stuff yet. really awesome character. And the, the campaign looked great. So I'm like, you know what? It can't be that bad. All right, I'll, I'll buy it. So I paid the full AAA price for the damn game. Okay. And then only to see the hatred for the, the other aspects of the <laughs> game come out throughout the day after i already paid for the damn thing. And I already put in three hours into the single-player campaign, so there's no way I can refund it with Steam. right? I was kind of locked into Avengers. So <laughs> this is one of those games where I really wanna like it because I also love the Avengers. Like, just like you. I've watched all the Marvel movies from the last decade. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is fantastic, you know, Captain America, all of them. Even the Hulk. I love it. Mm-hmm. Even the bad Hulk okay. movies. <laughs> so you get a game and this the, the pedigree of this team, I wanna say this is was this IDOS? I wanna say it was IDOS that made this game. It's square now. I think it was I think it was the Tomb Raider people, if I'm not wrong. Interesting. So it has an amazing studio behind it and the voice acting cast is top notch when you have what's the two guys Uh, Troy Baker and who's the other one there's the two guys that I always confuse they do a podcast uh, podcast together now too actually what is it oh Troy Baker and who Nolan North so odds are if you're playing a game from the last five years and there's a male protagonist in it odds are it's either Troy Baker or Nolan North North, who voices that character this game's got both of them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one does, oh, wow. one does Iron Man, and one does, um, I think Captain America. So the voice cast is actually really well done. The character models themselves, there's a bit of an uncanny valley, kind of yeah. because we're so used to the movie casting. So when you look at this game, it has it has no ties to the cinematic universe at all, but it's the same characters, but and the faces look radically different. And it's a little bit off putting, but the single player campaign, you start off with Kamala Khan, you get her origin. How she gains her powers, how she gets to use her stretchy Mr. Fantastic style, you know, flying rubbery fists and stuff. She's very cute. Her dad is fucking endearing as a character. He's absolutely supportive and amazing. Just wants the best for his daughter, who's just thrust in this big thing. Uh, fantastic. You even get the origins of uh, MODOK, who is a villain I didn't realize I needed in my life. Do, do you know who MODOK is?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Big face, tiny body, uh, robot sort of thing. <laughs> right. Is that is that Arnim Zola?
0: Uh, I think, is that his name? It's the, it's the guy, you meet him early on in the storyline. He's like the nerdy character behind the scenes. Okay. And he slowly becomes Modoc okay. over over the course of the game. Um, so I, have not, I did not beat the campaign, but I got a good 10 hours into it. But apparently, from all the reviews, the single-player stuff is the best portion of content in the game. It's about, but it's only about 12 hours long. And mm. for a full-priced $80 game, 12 hours for this is probably not enough to justify the cost of the game. The big pull of Avengers was supposed to be the multiplayer, the online component to it. But I guess the the problem with this is they ran out of time, maybe, because uh-huh. there isn't much there. It's when you look at the when you play in the single player campaign and you're playing as Kamala, it's great. story's there, the, but the fights are very generic. You're always fighting robots. It feels like it doesn't feel like it changes, and they're very like it reminds me of Ultron right? Ultron's robots, just waves and waves of silver dudes and robots, and there's not much variety to it. Although technically there's some that you know, shoot or act differently, they all look the same. There's, there's very little... It doesn't feel like any tangible variety. So the combat is kind of generic, and it shouldn't be. When you have a game with a squad of four different superheroes, I mean, yeah, the Hulk you know, smashes things like the Hulk does, and Iron Man flies technically and shoots beams, but between the two, it, it doesn't feel like there's any major difference in impacting gameplay it's like you're just smashing buttons either way it, it doesn't feel like there's any any choice in how you handle an encounter it's very very hack and slashy in in a boring way I, uh, does that make sense
1: sure so like all, all the characters are essentially just like palette swaps or you know re redressed versions of the same same thing
0: right so like when this when this game came out it came out on everything right but as you do in 2020 there's exclusives for certain consoles. So Spider-Man was exclusive to the PlayStation version of the game. And when I heard that, because I'm playing on PC, I was kind of pissed because I love Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of playing with him would be awesome. But when you're actually playing as Kamala Khan, right? everybody has like a fast travel type move. So she swings with her big arms and I caught, I caught the animations of her doing it and it looks suspiciously like how Spider-Man would do his web shooting to swing around. Uh, sure. So I can kind of feel like Oh, Spider-Man is probably just a reskin of Kamala Khan with some variances. So when I look at like the lineup of characters, they they promised lots of DLC characters, right? And I mean, COVID happened, that shit gets derailed. Um, And also it didn't help that, um, unfortunately, the actor who plays Black Panther, uh, Bozeman passed away, he was going to be the, or Black Panther's character was going to be the first DLC for Avengers, and he died. So Mm. they didn't want to release the DLC too close to his death out of respect, So they kind of put a a hiatus on content drops for the game. So the game came out, and it was lacking in variety and content for multiplayer. And then the first DLC character is Kate Bishop, who's Hawkeye's kid. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have Hawkeye, and you have Kate Bishop. They're both archers. Where's the difference, right? So it it doesn't feel like there's much variety in the character. There's too much of a reskin. Like, I look at the DLC roster. Like, they have... um, War Machine coming out. Well, you know a War Machine is going to be just like <laughs> Iron Man. What's the difference, right? And if Spider-Man is just like Kamala Khan, then, uh, you know, what are we doing? So it was, it was kind of lacking in the DLC characters. I can see what their gimmick is. I can see what the hook is. Everybody has a fast move. Everybody has their, their couple of attacks. Everybody has their special. There's a little bit of variety in the, in the skills, but it's it's still very button mashy in a bad way. The only thing I thought would be good for it was the gear system. Right? It kind of brings some Diablo-ness to it, right? where you have the random loot drops and stuff that you're picking up. But the loot in this game feels barely noticeable. right? Like When you're playing through some of the campaigns, it feels like you're only touching your gear really just out of habit because it's filling your, your space up. So it's very generic loot grind. And for an online game, there's also a lack of missions. There's just not a lot of missions to play with people online, or it doesn't feel like it. And so same enemies, same locations... Loot that Barely Matters, no DLC characters, it's a shitty-ass game. And it's, for a game that has probably won some of the best single-player content I've played in years, it kind of sucks that they focus on, they double down on this multiplayer shit, and it's just not necessary. If they'd expanded the single-player a bit more, or if they just released a single-player for 40 bucks, kind of like Miles Morales did, mm-hmm. I would be totally on board, but... But what they're advertising as a full game is just not there at all.
1: Interesting. That's that sounds a like a, a rare misstep for for th- that IP. The other thing is um, that also kind of feels like the game. Just hearing you say that keeps with the tradition of the older Marvel arcade games. You know, if you look at like Captain America and the Avengers, you know, the old right. side-scrolling beat em up. Yeah, basically all four of your characters can do the same thing and they just, you know, are different different skins with different names that you can identify, but they all have a throw thing or a shooting thing. They all run, they all punch, they all jump. So that's that's a shame.
0: Yeah, but at least for that era, for for the arcade beat em ups and stuff, I expect Mm -hmm. that I guess for for that generation. I'm not looking for, you know, loot and and cohesive plot and stuff for, for hours. Right. I think games have changed so much. Yeah, it's just it's just really disappointing.
1: Sure. Well, and I guess my point in saying that was we hold the arcade games to the standards of the time. So if you were to hold the new Avengers game to those standards, yeah, maybe it's a passable game. But to hold it up to what it should be now, it's just not there.
0: Yeah. If If it did one thing for me though, is it it got me really interested in Kamala Khan as a as a character, and I had heard mm-hmm. she's coming to the. The cinema stuff, or or at least the TV show. I think. I think she's getting a TV show. I'm really interested in that now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's she's a cool character, and if I remember right, she is going to be in the Captain Marvel sequel called The Marvels. Right. Like they released. Yeah, they released the title for all the sequels and new movies coming out in the MCU, and The Marvels is what they're calling the Captain Marvel sequel, and the S on Marvels is kind of her Kamala Khan's. Uh, symbol. So yeah, right. should be a lot of lot of fun there. She she is a cool character and uh, I think you're right. I think she's coming to Disney Plus as well. As is Kate Bishop. Is
0: she Kate Bishop as well? You know, and then that's that's pretty much I guess the whole whole idea between the uh, the DLC for this game. Kate Bishop if she was gonna be in the show Black Black Panther because of the hype there for the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it feels like a cash grab. Like there's even a microtransaction store if I'm not wrong in this. I believe there is. Oh Which in a full, like, again, if it's a half price game and mostly online, then I can see that making sense. But if you're charging me like $80 Canadian, which is what they cost up here, so full price and there's microtransactions and there's DLC coming at some point, but it's been thrown off the rails. It's just it's disappointing. Like, you know what really bugged me too? For (laughs) The good thing about these kind of games is there's a great backlog of costumes for superheroes, right? So I, always, right. I used to always love it when games like this give you alternate costumes. I'll, the Batman games, for example, right? Where you right. can play yeah. as, you know, out of West Batman or Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis-style Batman and all the different flavors of the costume over the year. There are alternate costumes in Avengers, but they're like graded by rarity. And I think some of them are locked behind microtransactions and the good ones are. Or there's a shit ton of grinding to get to them. And it just feels like, what's the point? Yeah. It's just, it's really frustrating.
1: That sucks I remember to that point when the preview or like the the trailer had first come out because now video games you know have trailers yeah I remember seeing Captain America and thinking okay he looks like he just came from like bomb squad <laughs> like there's just something about like this puffy chess piece that they gave him I'm like yeah, yeah he looks like he's trying to and I, I think that was a lot of people's initial, Negative reaction to the trailer for that was because we are so used to seeing Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and you know all the the big names that are now you know RDJ um, synonymous with their their characters with the MCU. I think to see not only a computerized version of the character but one that doesn't look like a computerized likeness of the actors, it was a bit off putting for a lot of people who are not so much into the comics and all the other versions of these characters, but just the the movie people. So.
0: And it's you know it's interesting cuz the voice cast is amazing i just looked up the cast again sure. so it's Travis Wilhelm and Laura Bailey uh for anybody who's a fan of critical role they also do that as well like they're fantastic voice actors Laura Bailey's in Damble everything too she's really great so cuz uh Travis William plays Thor and he's a good Thor mm-hmm. but just something about the, the appearance of the model doesn't mesh right, right? and it's sure. very it's very awkward i i wonder if i'm going to have the same reaction when they eventually reboot x-men Right, because you know they're gonna do it, and yeah. when they recast like Wolverine, I'm I'm curious now, what my reaction will be to
1: that. <laughs> we just had this conversation a little <laughs> while ago about uh, Taron Edgerton. so <laughs> you, get used to that.
0: Well, at least we know he can sing, like you, Jeff. That's true. That's yeah. true.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. So Marvel's The Avengers, not great. What's your bottom barrel, worst for the worst? Waste of my time, video game ever.
0: So, before we get into that one, I have to ask oh, you. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. When you're when you're a kid, mm. how like for Nintendo era, how often did you get a new Nintendo cart?
1: We uh, we spent mo- not not often. I'll say it that right. way. Yeah. We rented. We rented a lot. We didn't buy very often, and we traded a lot with cousins. Okay. So not often.
0: Right. So, and that's the same feeling for me as a kid, right? Like, I feel like a lot of kids, you get a console. In terms of actual games you had, five, six maybe, I think, for some systems, right. depending on the system, of course. Right. But Nintendo was like that. I did a lot of trading with friends, and we did do rentals and stuff. But for games I actually owned, I maybe only owned maybe eight carts. But that's only because I didn't have a SNES until later in life, and I had to really stretch that NES. So it was only special occasions, right? Like that Christmas, right? right. Once a year, if you're good. Um. Or in my case... For my birthday I would usually get a little bit extra money right in the birthday mm-hmm. cards and I was usually given free reign to spend it how I wanted to so I remember I'd actually taking money from chores and whatnot I didn't get a regular allowance I only got it if I really did a certain number of work around the apartment so I did some work got some allowance money had a birthday got some birthday money and I said all right I want a new game I want a Nintendo game and back then man I didn't have I don't think I had Nintendo power at the time not that you could ever trust a review in Nintendo Power, seeing as it was owned by Nintendo. Right, Nintendo, yeah. Right, there's no internet, there's no There's no trailers for this shit. Like, once in a while there'd be a commercial for something like Mario.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But most games didn't really get commercials, if I recall, as a kid. But it, there's, no, there's no way to know if a game was really good. All you could really go on is the IP and the box art, <laughs> right. right? And we know how accurate box art can be for Nintendo.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, look at Mega Man.
0: Right, look at that iconic silver stallion, mm. <laughs> the blue and yellow overweight Hold, gun. yeah, holding that gun in his hand, <laughs> right? So, that's all you had is, is the yeah. cover art and maybe word of mouth from a friend. If you could trust the, the opinions of your friend on what games were good, but if a game was good that he had, you would just borrow it. So, you always wanted to buy something separate. Though, right. so I got taken to I'm trying, I want to say it was a Zellers. <laughs> I'm trying to remember these like old malls or stores I used to buy games at back in the day before there's Electronics Boutique up here. But I, I think it was a Zellers or equivalent or Walmart maybe. And uh, I'm looking at the row of Nintendo games, which at the time there's many. And this one came out in 88. So this would have been after 88 though. So it was probably an older game. I had not played it myself, but it was Superman for the Nintendo.
1: Ah, uh, you jerk.
0: So... This game this is on my list. Is it
1: really? <laughs> Earlier, I told you that I've sat down and started making a list, and there's one or two games that are always on there, and this is on there. So I'm going really? to have re- to rethink things. Okay, because as
0: a kid, you got your money. You barely get a game. You you see a stack of games. You don't recognize anybody or any of the games. Another thing is hitting your fancy. You already have Mario three, but you see this one with Superman. Like, how could you go wrong with Superman as a kid? How? So I bought Superman for the NES with my birthday money, and that was my game effectively for the year. And uh, <laughs> have you beaten this game?
1: Yes, but <laughs> okay. I I had the game facts pulled up. But, yeah, you, you keep going, then I'll talk about it. I'm just going to count this as a freebie for me so I can open okay. up the spot on my five. But, yes, yeah, so you go first.
0: So here, here's the thing with Superman. So back then, I mean, obviously, no guides. I, I don't even think anybody would have wasted money to print a guide for this. <laughs>
1: right, or <paper>. yeah. <laughs>
0: And, you know, I, I have to look at more in the history of the development for this game, because when you start it up, it's Superman, but it's a very Japanese-style take on the character. Sure. It reminds me of the old Spidey, Spider-Man show from Japan, where he rides a motorcycle. Yeah, it's and of he's like a, got,
1: like, a, a fighting robot, too.
0: Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of that kind of take. It's like taking some Americana and putting the Japanese spin on it, and that's what this feels like to me. It feels, like, really awkward. It's The graphics are chippy-style, right? Very small body, huge ass head, and the first the first, the first point you know it's bad, I think, is when you start as Clark Kent. <laughs> right? You, yeah. you start as Clark Kent, you're in the Daily Bugle, you talk to three characters. If Daily you're not Plant. careful, yeah, Daily Plant, sorry, you're right. Oops, I'm mixing my... <laughs> the Marvel nerds are all over me this one. But no, <laughs> you there's three characters. You talk to them, and if you're not careful, you don't realize that Lois gives you a hint on where you're supposed to go to Metro Park, right? Because if you leave the uh, the building, come back in, she tells you something different and you've lost your hint. Like the the goal of the game could never be more dense, I think, than in Superman for the NES. There's, there's no way to know what you need to do. And I didn't have guides. I did eventually beat it after a very long time, but it was so obtuse to figure out where to go. And it's, it's not the kind of game where you can put away and come back to it with a password because if you do, you'll be totally lost. Right. But right. the first yeah. moment you know what's bad is when you jump which yeah. I want to see you push up to jump in this one. I think so. Yeah, Is the physics are insane. Like you just leap in the air. And you're like, oh, well, it's Superman. Leap, leap tall belly single band. Sure. But you go outside and the bad guys do the same jump. Everybody mm-hmm. has the same moon-like Luigi lunar jump. <laughs> That's so <laughs> frustrating and hard to control. And it's funny because you quickly realize it's a tactic. If you punch rapidly in midair, you stop you from falling. Right. You can kind of just jump above enemies, jam the punches repeatedly to avoid the gunshots below you, and then come back down. And it's the cheesiest physics engine I've played in, in a lot of games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's horrible. <laughs> and you are limited in the special abilities that you can use. You'll eventually run out of you know, flight time or uh, eye lasers or frozen breath. Right. Um, only certain weapons are really effective against certain bad guys, but they don't communicate that with you. Um yeah, trying to figure out the plot and where you're supposed to go. You know, when I when I was trying to put my list together, this was going to be like number 5 or number 4 and it was going to open the whole premise of games that poorly communicate with you because that is in my opinion to a T what's wrong with Superman for the NES. Shitty ass communication. None of it makes sense. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, you have to stumble onto it. And it, it, it's yeah.
0: It's funny because, like, whenever I see a streamer that has some kind of form of um, retro requests or, mm-hmm. or a list of games to beat, I always love to slip in Super NES because I'm an asshole. <laughs> just,
1: no. It's, <laughs> misery, just, misery loves company.
0: I just want to show the world how bad this yeah. game is. So One of the streamers I really like is MRR Knight, yeah. um, who also has a podcast, although I think he's taking hiatus. But I love him as a streamer, and he does these blind runs of games. And he has a straw poll for what he plays next. And I think I put it on, and after a year and a half, it finally got enough votes. I campaigned (laughs) in his chat, (laughs) saying things like, Superman for the NES, it's a Kemco classic. It's got this great Clark Kent gameplay. It's fantastic. So eventually, I got eight people to vote for the damn thing. And he had to play it. And he refuses to take help. And he also refused to read the manual. (laughs) And he he did the first mistake, where he talked to the people in, in the news office, and then didn't write it down on where he's supposed to go, where just didn't pay attention, left, and didn't know where to go. And I think he spent like two fucking hours (laughs) before he he (laughs) took a hint on where to go. And it got to the point where he's like, Stick Jake, hot or cold? Am I going hot or cold going right? (laughs) It's like cold, hot, hot, cold. Like, we we did this for a good chunk of the early gameplay because it's just so obtuse on where to go. Um, Like, nowadays... I have a cheat sheet somewhere of like 10 lines of where to go and mm-hmm. I could beat this game in 20 minutes. Like, no problem. Um, I did it for a charity stream once and I I, I did it too fast and I got messed up because I had to play something else I didn't like. <laughs> um, it's it's bizarre how bad this game is and it's yeah. Superman, right? Like, people well, like harp on like Superman for the N64 as being the worst right. Superman game but I feel like as bad as that is I don't think they played this one.
1: Yeah. I agree as as horrible as sixty four is, Superman and as much as I love the the IP for Superman, they have a long history of shitty video games. yeah, and uh, yeah it's it's a shame, but yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think this is this is a solid entry into number one it's, and uh, it's it's loosely based off of Superman 2 because it, it has Zod and Ursa and non. But they're in weird places like the basement of a a grocery store. And that's where you have to go fight them.
0: Go to the computer center. You know, the computer center. Oh,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) That's one building on the entire goddamn map. And you wouldn't know unless you read every single sign as you're traveling the streets. That's where it gets down to. But at the the breaking point, I think watching Knight play it, and then I played it recently... There's um three fire beasts you have to, to, to find. Right. And at that point, the game's like, good luck. Go find them. Three of them. And they don't give mm-hmm. you any hints of where they are. You literally have to comb the entire map to find the hints to find these damn things. Are and they it's... always...
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Are they always in the same place or are the fire beasts randomized?
0: No, they're in the same place. But okay. as a kid, without a guide, you, you would never know. You're literally going into every single building, of which there's plenty of them, right? And you're flying all over the damn place. And you mentioned before, because you do have superpowers in this game, which sounds neat as fuck, but when you run out of juice for, like, your flight ability, you find yourself finding uh, the one enemy that will give you the the flight power back, mm-hmm. like Mega Man-style energy power back, and you're farming that enemy for 10 minutes to get enough flight <laughs> to fly somewhere yeah. else on the map, or you can just walk, right? Or... Always amazing. You can take the subway. The subway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I think if you're going to save, don't you have to go and like talk to the, the Statue of Liberty?
0: Yeah. Why is she talking? Like actually talking?
1: <laughs> right. And, you know, you talk about Chibi. That is – that. that's a, a, a baby-looking Statue of Liberty. It's very funny.
0: It's it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's such a horrible game. It's – yeah, it's ter- It's so terrible. Like the combat, like you're sitting there spazzing the punch button and you're having a seizure <laughs> – Enemies running into you, and they shoot bullets that are the size of your fucking head. <laughs> Which, and...
1: I, okay, so in in Superman mythos, everybody knows he is immune to bullets. You can shoot at him, nothing's <laughs> right. ever going to stop this guy. So you see these bad guys that are firing bullets, and you realize they know he's invincible. They're just doing it to try to buy some time while they run away. <laughs> Until one bad guy, you have to imagine what he thinks. Oh shit! It's Superman. I'm going to fire my bullet and run away. And then he, he has to think, like, oh, my God, I just killed Superman with a bullet. I am <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, who who actually would ever think if I fire this at Superman, he's going to die? But that guy, one of them is right.
0: It's just one of them will get it. One of them will yeah. just figure that right proportion of lead to Krypton, I guess, or Kryptonian, whatever it is. and Kryptonite, and get it. yeah. Kryptonite, yeah. yeah. And that's the that thing, too, is, like, you take damage from bullets. Fine. what <laughs> It's a game. I get it. But you take damage to the point where then you uh, you go back to Clark Kent, right? Because it's it's right. It's neat. You start as Clark and you have to find a phone booth to go into to change. Although it doesn't necessarily look like a phone booth because it's massive. <laughs> but you turn into Superman by changing. But when you hit that sliver of health and you become Clark Kent, and you're effectively useless as Clark. You do less damage. You can't jump. I don't think as well. I don't. You don't have powers. And it just. Right. It's not. Clark could still use his eye beams, <laughs> right? You just have to yeah. move his glasses. Like, why is that out of here? And it would—I mean—that you're going to take that damage when you're fighting a boss. So, like, you're fighting a boss, and you hit that point where you become Clark, you're fucked. Like, it's why—why why not just kill you at that point? It just strings you along. It's yeah. really frustrating.
1: It's—it's it's a bad game.
0: Any—anytime so. I see somebody streaming it, and they're like picking up the kryptonite, because mm-hmm. <laughs> the one color is good, the other two are bad colors. But they don't right, realize yeah. it's bad because they're not paying attention to the sound cues, and they're like, "How come I'm losing life all of a sudden?" And you have to explain, "Oh, you're picking up the wrong color power up." <laughs> right. Just yeah. The I look on their faces.
1: Red and green kryptonite, and then like the blue crystals will restore. Or you know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just so a, bad. It's a stinker, and there's no real. If I because I've only beaten it the one time, I don't remember there being a, a very good ending either.
0: No. It, you know, I think beating beating the bosses where you get the little newspaper scene mm-hmm. is all the excitement you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fact yeah. that you, you took a lever stage down. Yeah, I don't remember anything notable about the ending at all. The music is just repetitive. Graphics Although, are terrible.
1: if I remember right, the music does change when you go from Clark to Superman. The Superman yes. theme changes. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's... You know, the only time I like the music is when you're doing the flight... It does a yeah. because the, there's one point. So you can fly. You have the super flight where you can fly around the map to a limited degree. But there's also some buildings where they don't tell you this. But if you push up and hit the super flight uh, button, you fly up on top of the building. There's only like three buildings in the entire map that let you land on the roof. But when you do, there's usually a, a permanent upgrade to a power on these roofs. But I, don't it, if I knew that. But, I don't think but I do you know that? Yeah, you, and you probably missed a bunch of, like, like. there's one that extends your super flight meter so you can fly more. It's oh. it's totally, totally obscure, and you find that completely by accident. But to find them, you have to fly up, you have, you have to do the flight animation up that building, and then if it's if you can't land the roof, it brings you back down again. So you're flying up the building, and it gives you the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and then there's nothing to up do up there. It immediately takes you back down. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it's just, it's just the fanfare up and down. Twenty times in a row as you're checking every goddamn building for a landable roof and it's like one in that stretch <laughs> to let you do it. It's just so bad.
1: I think I have Everybody to play should this play this game. game. I yeah, yeah. I kinda of feel like I need to now. Yeah. It's, everybody should it's, play it. It's bad. But it's <laughs> and it has no redeeming qualities. Like None. You know <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a complete turd and a waste. But I'm gonna do it again. Damn it.
0: It, it's funny because you go to the far left of the map, right? Because mm-hmm. the final encounter takes place on Freedom Island, right? So you go to the far end of the map. And it's not, I think it's, a, it's supposed to be like a pier or anyway, it's the lake after the end of the uh, the park. And it's just water. And you say to yourself, I bet if I go in that water, I'll drown. Can Superman drown? And you'll do it. You'll try it. you like, you can't resist jumping in the water. And sure enough, yeah, you die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> I don't know from the comic book lore, but I'm pretty sure Superman can go into freaking space. <laughs> but here yeah. he is driving in the, in the Hudson River or whatever it is. <laughs> it's horrible. bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's, a solid that's, list. that's my list. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I like that. So, Deus Ex or De- Deus Ex? How, how Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. And then um, Part 2. Uh, Tetris 2. Yeah. Yeah and then Marvel's Avengers, and then Superman for the NES.
0: A good mix of shitty games. Although, like I said before, the first two...
1: Yeah.
0: First one has a good journey, just a shitty, disappointing end. But No Man's Sky is a fantastic game now, and if it's ever on sale for 20 bucks, it's a steal. It's a fantastic game now. It was not back then.
1: <laughs> I, I love that. I love how, how I did not see that coming that any of your games would be like, oh, you guys got to play this. It's wonderful. <laughs> for, for Worst five games ever. Yeah. You got
0: to play this one now.
1: Yeah. So truly, you only hate three games.
0: Well, I mean, there's lots of other ones there too, right? I didn't sure, even talk about sure, Final right. Fantasy VIII. We've beaten that horse enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need us to piss on it. So No, I don't
0: All need right. that hate mail anymore.
1: <laughs> well, Jake, I got to say thank you very much for uh, being the first to do the bottom five list. Again, I hope to uh, have captured even a fraction of the magic that you captured with your top five lists. And, uh, yeah, this is fun.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm totally looking forward to your list as well. I'm, I'm Especially now that I know that you have Superman on yours. I didn't realize yeah. you had that on your list because you played some bad games.
1: <laughs> I, I, yes, I have, but very few of them. And the thing is, I probably could have put Superman higher on my list, but I wanted it to be at like the four or five spot so I could talk about the concept of how poorly games communicate sometimes. Because yeah. again, I think that's the embodiment of, of what's wrong with the Superman game is you just you don't know what you're doing. But uh yeah, I will rework my list. No worries. Yeah,
0: yeah for me it's only number one because of that personal I I spent birthday money on this. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. the only game I had for a year. Without that if this is just a game I played years later as a ROM or something, I could move on, no problem. But right. but I, I had money invested in this horse. Yeah, <laughs> so and based. not
1: normal money, special birthday money.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It, it's like uh, when you only are allowed to have one, like, cheat day candy bar a year because you're, you're diabetic. And yeah. so you <laughs> randomly choose, like, Bitto Honey. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, uh, points to, to anybody who can tell me what reference that's into. But or anyway, but yeah. Jake, thank you very, very much. Uh, as we wrap up, why don't you tell people where they can find you playing these shitty games and other great games?
0: Uh, So I <laughs> I stream, kind of. I'm actually planning on doing a um, BizHawk shuffler thing set up where I can take suggestions from chat and they can enter it into the blender themselves directly. So I'm hopefully going to be doing that Love by the time it. this is, is airing. Uh, so that's on Twitch, but you also finally more often on Twitter where I'm just shit posting about having kids and playing bad video games.
1: Nice. Okay, and that's Sick Jake, S I C J A K E.
0: Yeah, they, they they know by now.
1: Well maybe this is somebody's first uh first I can't ever say the word for foray. Is that right? First
0: f- foray into into our retro podcast? Well, maybe. Okay. If so, I'm so sorry.
1: No, this is a great place to, to start up uh you should check out our other 90 episodes <laughs> i i and the thing is i always end up saying four-way i never want to i'm like maybe this is their first four-way into a a, a podcast but anyway that's gotten me into some hot water before
0: the whole other of kind of content we don't do yet
1: <laughs> yet yes All right, my man. Well, thank you very much, everybody out there. Thank you for joining us. You can catch us on Patreon. We've got some very special uh, content there. Otherwise, press B to cancel. We've got a Discord. We've got uh, Twitter. And then you can find our podcast wherever you found us today or any other major podcast hosting site. So until next time, I am Guy Prime for The Retro Therapy and press B to cancel. Take care. We'll see you soon. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbe2cancel.com. And also feel free to like, comment, subscribe and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been pressb 2 cancel